Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. In this series, I am teaching and talking about the difference between the glory of God and the anointing of God. Over the next couple of episodes, we will be unpacking each of them and discussing their application to our everyday lives. Let's get to it. We are talking about the glory versus the anointing. Now, uh, this is the fourth episode, so we've talked about what is the glory, what is the importance of the glory, um, what is the anointing. Um, and we've also talked about how we talk a lot about the anointing. That's kind of the exciting, the, the outpouring of God. It's the ways of God. It's what we feel of God. It's the healing, the speaking in tongues. Um, it's the, the chills that we get on our body is the anointing. Um, and we like to talk a lot about that, but we're really wanting to kind of hit home how the glory of the Lord is what really allows us to contain that anointing. And so I'm gonna, I brought a couple of things today to kind of demonstrate, give you visuals of what I'm talking about here. But we talked about how the glory of the Lord is the character, it is the nature of God. And so it is, uh, it, we are created in his blueprint and we are also to contain his character, walk in the character of God. And so if we can increase our glory capacity, uh, it is by increasing our character and bringing our character more into the likeness of God. So in a nutshell, your character is what increases your capacity to contain more of the anointing. So remember that character is the glory. So we want to have, uh, we want our character to look like God's glory. We want our character to look like his character. We want our, our character to look like his nature. We want to be like him. And the more we grow in our character, the more of the anointing we are able to contain. So let me give you a really quick um, demonstration. So if this represents you and I, and this is our uh, our uh, our character, the size of our character, and the glory or the anointing of God is poured out in a moment, and I were to pour, and I'm not going to use real water because I have electronics all around me, and we were to pour out water into here, uh, it doesn't matter. I can fill it up. I can get filled with the anointing. I can get uh, overwhelmed with the anointing. I can get splashed with the anointing. But at the end of the day, the only amount of the anointing that I can contain is the degree or the capacity of the container. So I want to talk to you about growing in the glory so that your capacity to not just feel or operate in the anointing in moments, right? Because I can get, I can keep pouring water in this and I can get splashed with the Holy Ghost. I can feel the anointing. I can experience the anointing. But at the end of the day, when I come out from under the environment that's loosing the anointing or whatever it is that's going on, I'm still only able to contain this amount of anointing because my glory needs to be increased. When I say my glory, I'm talking about his glory within me, my character. So from here on, when I'm saying my character, I'm talking about the glory of the Lord, the person of God within me. So... If I want to contain more anointing, if I want to contain, carry more water in this container, 
splashing it more, come on y'all, splashing in the, it more is not the answer. So I'm saying this because a lot of times we think, well, I want to, I want to live in the anointing. I want to feel more. So we go and we chase around and we look for the water. We look for the anointing and we get splashed and we get splashed and we get splashed and we get splashed, but we never work on actually create, uh, increasing our character, allowing God to grow us, allowing God to stretch us outside of our comfort zone to increase our capacity to contain more of his power because he will only give us the amount of power that our character can handle. I'm going to say that again. He will only pour into us the amount, the anointing of God will fit the character of the person uh, operating in the anointing of God. Let's go back to that example of David and Saul. We remember that uh, Saul received a splashing of the anointing, but when his character couldn't contain it, the anointing was lifted off of him. Now, David, on the other hand, was a man after God's own heart. He was a man who had great character. So he encompassed the fullness of the glory of the Lord. Were you guys like that? I was like, what thing? I changed bowls on you. But now... I have the ability, David had the ability, you have the ability as you increase your character from looking like this, growing, really challenging yourself, entering into seasons of confession, repentance. We're going to be talking a little bit more about how do I increase my glory and the benefits of having the glory of the Lord increase in my life. But I'm starting to get like this. My character has increased and therefore my capacity to not just feel or experience or get splashed with the anointing, but rather my capacity to contain the anointing has now grown and has increased. So it really goes back to that um, your capacity to contain the power of God will be directly connected to the character in which you walk with God. We've heard it one, we've heard it said a lot of times that your gifts will get you to the top, but your character will keep you at the top. This is what we're talking about. Growing, increasing in our character, and we do that by getting to know the character of God. Again, his character, his nature is the glory. It's the very person of God in you, growing you, stretching you, refining you. That's why the psalmist said, search me and seek me. See if there be any offensive way in me. Because he was wanting his character to be refined so that he could operate in a greater capacity of the anointing. All right, so let's let's take a look at uh, the widowed woman in Second uh, Kings chapter four. I'm going to read this story to you so that we can understand how when the capacity to contain ran out, what was being poured out of the containers also stopped as well. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? Now, time out. Let me just, y'all, I know I'm not supposed to do this because I'm supposed to stay on point because I'm on a YouTube recording, whatever. 
Um, I love this pivotal question because Elisha is getting this woman to shift from what I don't have, what I'm missing, all the things that are wrong, the ways that I am lacking in a moment, in just a question, he's causing her to start thinking and shifting into what do I have? What options are there? What can I do? This is a huge tipping point in her mindset. So I'm just sharing that with you for free. That's not what this YouTube is about, but that's for free here. He goes on and he says, she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house, wah, wah, but a bar of oil, a jar of oil. Then he said to her, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbors, empty vessels. And he says this, do not gather just a few. He's basically saying, I want you to get as much capacity as you can because the amount of capacity that you collect will de directly determine the amount that you are able to pour out goes on and it says, when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you, you and your sons, and you will pour into these vessels and you will set all the full ones aside. So she went in from him, shut the door behind her, her and her sons, and brought the vessels and who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. So she begins to pour out. Now it came to pass that when the vessels were full, okay, so she's pouring into these vessels as many vessels as she could get, but when she ran out of vessels, there was nothing left to pour. So she said, it says, bring, she said, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. And so the oil ceased. And so the oil ceased. Listen, when did this woman run out of oil? When she had no more capacity when she had no more capacity. We've got to learn from this that if you want to flow, if you want to contain, if you want to be a continuum of the anointing of the Lord flowing into you and flowing out of you, you have to, if you want to flow at a higher capacity, if you want to have the overflow continuously going in your life, first of all, you have to increase your capacity. You have to say, I want to become a container of the anointing so that I don't have to go and get splashed all the time, but I am being saturated by the very person of God and the anointing is coming up out of me and is flowing out of me. That's what we're talking about. But what do we do? We try to chase down the anointing and we want the anointing to shift our character instead of recognizing if I shift my character, I won't have to go after the anointing. The anointing will come up out of me. This is what I really want you to get. Now, I am not saying that there is not power in the anointing to really impress you, to have that experience, to transform things in a moment, to heal you, to deliver you. What I am saying is if that, if you rely on going and getting the anointing from somebody else, from somebody laying hands on you from a different atmosphere and you have never learned how to sit in the presence of the Lord, how to allow his character to refine your character. You have never allowed him to stretch you so that you become a container of not just the glory of the Lord, but you become a container of the anointing of God. I'm telling you, you are missing out. This is why I get so bugged when people are like, teach me how to minister healing. I'm, again, there is a level of, hey, here's what you need to know, and here's what the scripture says. But at the end of the day, 
the smearing of the Lord flows out of the smearing you have received from God first and foremost. The more I receive healing, the more powerful of a healing anointing that flows out of me. The more I receive deliverance, the more powerful of a deliverance anointing that flows out of me. The more I receive his love, the more powerful the compassion and the love of Christ flows out of me. I'm talking to you about moving beyond just the anointing and stepping into the glory. We must hunger and thirst for more of not his ways, but of him first and foremost. Is the reward of God and his presence, his love enough for you? Listen, in Acts chapter three, there was a man who was looking for alms. He was looking for something that would just get him through the day. He was looking for just a splash. I only have this. If you could just keep every day, I got to keep filling it up because I don't have the ability to contain healing. I don't have the ability to contain deliverance, whatever it is you're needing. So every day he needed to be refilled, refilled, refilled because he didn't have the increased capacity that comes by the glory of the Lord. He wanted a touch from God instead of a touch of God. And so he was just saying, I just need to be touched. I just need alms. I just need something to get me through the day. And a lot of times that's what we are doing when we're just looking for the anointing to get me through another week. A lot of times we look to church on Sundays to get us through the week instead of saying, you know what? My Sunday starts on Monday and all week long I'm increasing my capacity and I'm filling myself up until I'm fat with the anointing so that when we all come together on a Sunday morning, we explode with the anointing because we've all been filled up on our own time, in our own place, in our own space, in our own relationship, in our own intimacy, in our own worship, in our own prayer. Come on, this is what I'm talking about that we get fat with the glory and we can contain more of the anointing and it just begins to be a part of who we are instead of something we experience off and on. Going back to the man in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John come by and they say, we don't have what you're asking, but we do have what you're needing. We don't have what you're asking. Some of us are asking for the anointing and what you need is a shift in your character. Come on, I need you to get that. Some of you just want God to touch you and heal you. Like Naaman, when he said, can't the prophet just come and wave his hand over me and I would be healed? He just wanted a touch of God, but he needed a seven dipping, cleansing, repentance, transformation in his character. And God knew that. Can God touch you with the anointing? Can he heal you in a moment? Absolutely. But God is so concerned, more concerned with shifting your heart, bringing you into his likeness, causing you to become a container of his glory so that the anointing resides and abides in you so that you're not just experiencing these little splashes of the anointing, but you're housing the fullness of it. They go on and they say, we don't have what you're asking, but we do have what you're needing. Not just a touch that you will get through the next 24 hours, but we want to give you a person that will help you get through the rest of your life. Look, the anointing, it comes and it goes, it comes and it goes, and it comes and it goes, unless you're increasing your capacity and you learn how to abide and contain the anointing because you've allowed God's 
character to refine you, transform you, bring you into a greater increase of his glory and therefore his anointing. Beltonlini said to him, we don't have alms. But what we do have is a person. And I want you to recognize this is why it says that Jesus is the anointed one. As you receive him, as you come more into his likeness, then you will flow in the anointment of Jesus. Come on. I want you to flow in not just his person and his character. I want you to flow in his anointing, but that comes more, more naturally, more fluidly as you are allowing him to increase your capacity. Now, I don't want to downplay the importance of the anointing and the power of God, but we have to remember that it's the glory of the Lord that births the anointing. And if you want the anointing to not just increase, but you want the anointing to reside in you. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to search your character, search your heart, to begin to stretch you outside of your comfort zone, to be able to stretch your character, bring you more into his likeness, more into his likeness. Look, you can come to the altar all you want. You can receive um, a touch from the minister all you want. You can sit in your closet all you want, experience the full splashing of God, but if you walk out of that place and you allow anger to settle into your heart, let's just keep it real. If you make an agreement with anxiety, if you get fussy with your children, if you make an agreement with depression, if you make an agreement with darkness, if you make an agreement with doubt, then your capacity, the glory, the character of the Lord is shrinking from this to this because you are not allowing your mind to be in likeness with Christ, not allowing your heart to be in likeness with Christ. So you can experience the splashing all you want, but if you go out of that place and you immediately embrace anger in your heart, criticism in your heart, judgment in your heart, offense in your heart, anger in your heart, depression in your heart, then you will not be able to contain the anointing that you just received in a moment and it will be gone just like that. You must understand the importance of training yourselves towards righteousness, working out your salvation so that you can live inside, in your heart, in likeness of God so that you can flow in the greater anointings of the kingdom. All right, you guys, really, this is, this is, I was excited to be able to show you these things, but this sums up today where we're talking about increasing your capacity so that you can contain more of the anointing. Remember, enforcing purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.